Hi, I'm Tasha Cochran, a former lawyer turned entrepreneur. A few years ago, I could never have dreamed that I could walk away from my legal career to run my own business, but I've done exactly that. And now I'm on a mission to help you do it too. Imagine doing interesting work in your comfy pants, being fully present as a parent without the guilt while still paying yourself an income that makes your big dreams a reality. Oh, hello, Hawaii vacay. Yes, that can be your life. Here on the Wealth Life Balance podcast, I share the real talk, practical tips, and behind-the-scenes strategies that you need to help you build your freedom business so that you can live your best life on your terms. Now let's make it happen. Let's talk about the thing that stops so many people from even taking the very first step when it comes to building their freedom business. And that is fear and more specifically fear of failure. And first off, before we even get started, let me just say this and make it perfectly clear that I also suffer from fear of failure. I don't know anyone who doesn't at least pause for a second and ask themselves the question when they're trying something new. What if I fail? What if this doesn't work out the way that I expect it to? So just understand that fear of failure is perfectly normal. It's something that just about everyone feels. And I remember two specific instances where the fear of failure really cropped up for me. The first time was when I was just getting started making videos for One Big Happy Life. And I remember being both excited about the idea of starting this new venture, putting up these YouTube videos, just taking my mind off of that horrible job that I was working at the time, but also being incredibly fearful of what my colleagues would think, my law school classmates, anyone who I was, I also was job hunting at the time. So any potential employers, just feeling really nervous about what would happen if those people saw that I was doing this thing over on YouTube. And back then, One Big Happy Life was very much a hodgepodge of things, whatever kinds of videos I felt like making at that time. So we had a a husband tag video. We had a video of us hiking, a video of us at the zoo. We had a video of us doing the yoga challenge where we tried out different yoga poses. And I'm in the background breastfeeding Reeves while Joseph and Alexis are doing acrobatic yoga moves. There was even a video where we tried the spicy ramen challenge as a family. And so it was very, very silly. And as much fun as we were having, I just remember feeling nervous about sharing this new thing that we were doing with the world because I worried about what other people thought. And the truth is, worrying about what other people think really is a strain of fear of failure. Because would I really care what other people thought if our channel blew up and had millions of subscribers and we were making millions of dollars off of our fun little videos? Of course not. I was worried that people would look at our tiny little fledgling channel, the fun things we were doing, and think that what we were doing was silly and that it would never go anywhere and that they would be right, that they would judge us. So because of that, I kept our channel a secret. I never posted about it anywhere, so I didn't promote it at all. I just let it grow organically on YouTube. And as the channel grew and people that I knew would just naturally find our channel because, well, they would recognize my face on one of the thumbnails 
emails, they would reach out to us and they were always nothing but supportive. Which brings me to a lesson that I learned really early on, which is that there will always be haters, but the people who are out there pursuing their big dreams, reaching after their own vision for their lives, doing scary things, those people are never going to be the people who are going to criticize you. So the second big scary time in my business was when I decided to quit my job. By that time, I was two and a half years into One Big Happy Life. It was not a secret anymore. In fact, everyone at my job knew that I had this business that I loved and they were all very supportive of it. And then eventually I made the decision that I wanted to quit my job. I gave my boss two months notice so that she would have plenty of time to find a replacement. And it felt so good in that moment when I gave my notice. I felt free. I was excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be an amazing adventure. And then the night before my last day at my job, I was petrified. I couldn't sleep. I felt sick to my stomach. I kind of wanted to throw up. I'm like, what am I doing? I have worked so hard to reach this level of success in my career. Am I insane walking away from this career that I've created, walking away from the opportunities that I knew were going to be coming my way at my job at the time. And I couldn't sleep. Joseph was sleeping next to me. I was watching television much later than I should have. And finally, I just woke him up. I'm like, Joseph, I don't know what I'm doing. This is insane. I can't do this. And Joseph was incredibly reassuring. He's like, you're going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. And I just felt so much fear that I just couldn't even believe him. So we ended up calling his aunt Paula, who is someone that we've turned to for advice when we've had to make difficult life decisions. And she also reassured me. She's like, look, you can always go back to being an attorney if you need to. So I eventually went to sleep that night, woke up the next morning, and then I started to feel excited again. I felt a little less nervous, a little less fearful, but it it took a while for that fear to go away. But the point was I felt the fear and I didn't let it stop me from taking that next move. And so It's important to understand that, yes, fear is normal. It's just our primitive brains trying to protect us. It's a perfectly normal brain function, right? Because like our primitive brains have evolved from a time when we were actually hunted and eaten. And so it still wants to protect us by keeping us safe. And so when we think about trying something new, pushing ourselves to places that we've never been before, well, our brain is doing its job when it tries to hold us back. And not to mention that so many of us have heard so many stories growing up and even as adults that can become like embedded in our unconscious brain and hold us back from doing the things that we want to do. So first, before we get into the tools and tips to help you overcome fear of failure, I want to talk about why we fear failure, why that fear actually exists and some of the things that might be coming up for us that cause us to feel that way. So fear of Failure can be rooted in a lot of different thought patterns, right? Things that we tell ourselves that 
feed into that fear. So one of the things might be that if we try something and we fail, well, that's a reflection on us and our capabilities. And it'll actually just prove that we weren't good enough to begin with. And so rather than even getting started, we're like, I'm afraid that I'm not good enough. So I'm not even going to try. Now, another thing that we might be thinking is we might be worried about what other people think, especially if we're trying to do something or we want to do something that's counter to what feels normal. Like, for example, quitting a steady job to run your own business, speaking from personal experience here, obviously, some people may not understand that. Or there are plenty of people who have made career changes from being a doctor to being a comedian and people are like, that's crazy. Why would you ever give up something that's steady and stable and prestigious for something that's less stable and you're not even sure if you're going to succeed at it? And so people are worried. We're like, do I even want to try that thing? Because what will people say about me if I try it and I fail? Or another thing that might feed into fear of failure is worrying about the financial consequences of failure. So regardless of where your fear of failure is stemming from, there are lots of ways, tools that you can use to help counter that fear of failure. And the first thing that I will say when it comes to failure, so we all have this urge to try to avoid failure because it's almost like it reflects back on us and what we're capable of. Or if we fail, it feels like we're never going to succeed. But we shouldn't look at failure as something to be avoided, right? Actually, in business, there's the saying that you want to fail and fail fast because failure really, all it is, is feedback. Once you fail, you know, well, I tried this and this didn't work. So failing at one version of trying doesn't mean that failure is inevitable. It just is information. So now you actually know what doesn't work. And so you can try something else. I'm sure that we've all heard time and time again of inventors who tried and tried and tried and failed and failed and failed until finally it worked. Or even anybody who's achieved anything, they have failed so many times. It's just that we often don't hear about the failure we only hear about the successes. So failure is just feedback. It's not a reflection on you. It's only a reflection on a particular method and set of circumstances that didn't work. You can always try something else and you can always improve your skills. So don't think of a failure as something that means that you should never do that thing ever again. For me, once I started thinking of failure as feedback, then I wasn't as invested as much in the specific outcome. Like the outcome wasn't the be all end all. It's like, if it was successful, awesome. I was excited. But if it wasn't successful, that's okay. It didn't reflect on me or who I was as a person or what I was capable of or my ability to achieve the thing. So that's how I really encourage you to look at failure just from the beginning. It's just feedback. It doesn't actually mean anything about you or the thing that you're trying to achieve. Secondly, another thing that I like to do is to play the what's the worst that could happen game where I come up with a plan for, okay, well, if worst comes to worst, 
What could I do in this particular situation? And I think it's especially helpful when you're worried about the financial consequences, right? Because other things like whether or not we're capable or what other people think of us, those are all mindset things. Those are all in our minds and it's up to us how we let that affect us. But when it comes to financial consequences of choices, those are actually external to us, right? Either you made money or you didn't make money. And there are so many things that you can do to prepare yourself financially as you're heading to take that big risk. But one of the things that I love to do is doing this, what's the worst that could happen thing where I sit and I think about, okay, if worse come to worse, what would that look like? What would my finances look like? And what would I have to do in order to overcome that thing? And I really enjoy doing this anyway in instances where I'm not fearing failure, but I feel like I absolutely have to succeed. That might actually be two sides of the same coin where I put a lot of pressure on myself to reach certain milestones. And when I feel that happening, I step back. I try to be present and step back from that and say, why am I putting so much pressure on myself to accomplish this in this way by this time? If I don't accomplish this, what is the worst that's going to happen? What can I do to prepare? So if worse come to worse, that's okay, but I don't have to put all of this pressure on myself. Let's say business wise, if the business fails and it just crashes and burns, well, Worst come to worst, I've learned so many skills that make me even more marketable. If I wanted to stay in the business arena, I could always start another business or I could go back to the career that I had before. So it's not like it's the end of the world if I were to fail. So I would love for you to play the what if game and say, okay, what is the worst that could happen? And what are some of the things that I could do if worst case scenario goes down? And so when you have that contingency plan, now some people will say don't have a contingency plan because it stops you from going all in. But for me, especially with kids to support, it gives me peace of mind to say, well, worst come to worst, I can always fall back on this. So that erodes a lot of the fear of failure. Another thing to remember is that everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. So if you failed once, twice, three times, 10 times, 50 times, it's still just a temporary setback and you can keep working at it and you can keep tweaking it because it only takes one yes for you to be successful. So wherever you are right now, it may feel like this is where you'll always be, but just reminding yourself that this is not where you'll always be. This is not where you have to stay, that you can take steps to change whatever it is that's going on in your life. No matter how many no's you get, no matter how many times you failed, you can always try again. And the last thing that I do when I start feeling that fear of failure is I ask myself, how do I want to spend my life? What kind of life do I want to look back on? Do I want to look back and say, well, oh, that was great. I played it safe. Or will I be proud of what I've done? Will I be happy with the life that I've lived if I just played it safe because I was too afraid to try new things? Or let's just say that I never succeeded, that I tried and tried and tried 
grade and I got to the end of my life and I'm looking back on all of my attempts, I think I'll be really proud of that, that I really tried really hard, that I lived my life as fully as I possibly could, that I took every moment to step into the best and fullest version of myself. And then I never gave up because to me, the alternative, which is settling for less than what I want, is far worse than constantly trying to get a step further towards what I actually want, even if I never quite get there. And the last thing that I will say is to redefine what success looks like. Now, for a lot of people, they'll set a goal. Let's say the goal was lose 50 pounds this year and they don't reach that goal. And so they're really disappointed because it's the end of the year and maybe they didn't lose any weight. And so they're like, that sucked. Or they only lost 20 pounds. They're like, I didn't hit my goal. But if we stop looking at the end goal as the definition of success and instead look at how we show up every day for ourselves as the definition of success, well, you can be successful even if you don't quite hit that goal. And like I like to say, life is the thing that happens between our goals. So if you are just so focused on the end, you miss the thing, you miss your actual life, which is the living, the day-to-day of taking actions and showing up as your best self every single day. So frankly, even if you don't ever get to that end goal, if you show up as that person that you want to be every single day, then you are already successful because you are already living your full and best happiest and most successful life. So I hope this was super helpful to you and helps you overcome that fear of failure so that you can start moving forward towards the things that you actually want in life. Now, if you know that you are ready to start your freedom business and you want someone who's been there and done it to guide you through the process of creating your profitable business from scratch, then I'd love for you to join me inside of my Ascend Incubator my business coaching program, where we'll work together to build your profitable business efficiently, with ease, and without the overwhelm. Head on over to onebighappylife.com forward slash coaching to apply because I would love to help you build your freedom business. Thanks for hanging out with me here today on the Wealth Life Balance podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think will love it. Until next time, keep taking those small actions every day that bring you closer to building your freedom business and living your best life on your terms. See you next time.